0: Hello, everyone. Welcome into Living Liberty Today. I'm your host, Charlie Earle. This is episode 38, Inflating Importance. Now, what's significant about episode 38 is that we have now exceeded a typical human gestation period, so that means this baby may finally be born. The waiting is over. Time to move on and stretch ourselves out and become adults. Anyway, so I read a number of columns the other day. I, I, I read several every day, and some of them I read daily. Others I read three or four times a week, but I still manage to peruse 30 or 40 every day. And Zero Hedge is one of the websites that I go to, and I found some interesting things in Zero Hedge. First of all, I found a column on Saturday about the price of lumber. Uh, going bizarre and also used cars the cost of used cars are getting expensive and high and from personal observation obviously gasoline the cost of uh, fossil fuels are climbing dramatically and I went through the local Kroger store this week to do some shopping which uh, I do on generally about every 10 days or so I do the grocery shopping because Pat and I have different uh, preferences on what we want to pick off the shelves, but I noticed the price of groceries is starting to creep up and getting significantly higher in some cases. In addition to that, my son and daughter-in-law operate a restaurant that we're involved in, and their cost of wholesale product is going up, in some cases, dramatically. And yet the feds and the... That the Federal Reserve Bank and the federal government, uh, tell us that inflation is a minor detail going forward. Now, I don't know if they're lying or stupid. It doesn't matter. Bottom line is, they're wrong. We are right now in an inflationary cycle, and it doesn't look like it's going to get much better. If you want a true indicator of where we are inflation-wise, just look at the, how the Dow... And the NASDAQ uh, especially are soaring up over 34 and 14. Um, those are pretty high numbers. Do they, do they actually represent true valuation of the, of the companies that, that are listed? Probably not, but it's a hope for the future for some people. Nevertheless, I expect a period of true volatility coming up our way. Um, we'll see how that plays out. Interesting article that I read the other day, I'm on the email list for for an outfit called Organic Consumer Bites, B-Y-T-E-S. Now, it typically, from my point of view, at least, leans a little to the left. But this time they had an article on Thursday about vaccine passports and the trend towards fascism. Folks, when you get people on the left, and they're not far left, but they're to the left of the middle, let's put it that way. When you get people concerned about creeping fascism on that part of the spectrum, then that should give you a clue that the vast majority of people who think and who observe and who listen, uh, those people who pay attention, are concerned about the trend this country is going. Uh, whether it be because of the COVID-induced things or just purely the progressive agenda to let governments step in and do everything. In fact, as I mentioned earlier, we are in the restaurant business, and we, the difficulty we have right now that finally some of the COVID fears are starting to diminish and, and tamp down a little bit, our issue is we can't get help. And part of the reason is the great federal practice of adding $300 on unemployment checks, at least through past Labor Day, has just made it, well, impossible for us to get good help because people are making, who have been previously employed at least, are making more money sitting at home watching Jeopardy. Well, no, I doubt if they're watching Jeopardy. They're probably watching uh, The prices Right. Anyway, they're sitting at home making more money at least on a net basis uh, than they would if they were working and having all the deductions withheld from their paychecks that government does. So government giveth one hand and taketh away with both. That has been my history with it, which is part of the reason I've become a libertarian is that I think uh, government at its very basis is, a, is an interloper, is someone who intrudes upon our lives economically and personally. It limits our capacity to live our lives as we want to, but nevertheless, that's a personal observation. Another observation I'd like to share with you, and I owe a big thank you to Travis Fox, one of my mentors, as I'm going through my journey of life, is that they keep promoting this vaccine I mean, you hear all kinds of PSAs from state and federal people, and you get celebrities and athletes and all kinds of people like that out promoting the vaccine. From what I understand, at least a couple of them are inoculations. They're not vaccines in the true sense of the word. So we're being inoculated, which means to energize and activate the antibodies within our systems so that if the COVID or one of its derivatives should decide that we would make a good host, uh, they would arise up and drive it out of the fortress. Um, Not that it's that big a deal, uh, because most people understand the idea of vaccine probably more than they do inoculation, but it's just another example of how government and government's minions and And workers distort reality and truth to try to sell an idea or a concept. Now, I was talking about some of the articles I read. One that I read often uh, appears on LinkedIn. And so if you're a LinkedIn member, you might want to consider looking at it. It's called Mindset Matters, M-I-N-D-S-E-T-M-A-T-T-E-R-S. And it's by Gemma Leigh Roberts. And she says, why thriving under pressure doesn't mean accepting high levels of stress. I recommend that article to you because anything you can do to relieve stress, to take it out of your mind, get it down to your heart, know who you are, know where you are, know what you want, know where you're going, and not let all the crap that flies through your brain uh, totally put you out of whack and distort uh, what you're facing each and every day. Uh, I did mention earlier the organic consumer bites, vaccine passports, and biofascism. I'd recommend it to you if you want to do it. Uh, It's certainly worth your time and effort. Another article that I wanted to discuss last week, and I may have touched on briefly, was from Rogue Economics, another another column I get daily, and uh, I read it. One of the things they put in there was the three habits of financial independence. I may have mentioned them last week. I'd like to go in a little more depth here today. The number one habit of financial independence is to live on less than you earn. Now, in these uncertain times, in these fluctuating and volatile times, that may be a difficult task to do, particularly if you don't have a handle on where your earnings are, whether it be from a fixed Job or whatever, or gigs on the side, uh, side hustles that you may have going. Bottom line is if you have a base income that you're dealing with now, put everything you can on that aside, minimize your cost of living, save what you can out of there, and then everything you can pull in on your side hustles or your gigs should go into some manner of savings. We won't go into the types of savings that are best right now. Uh, Because, again, we have volatility on that front. Returns are very low because of artificially depressed interest rates. Uh, Stock market returns could be great the way it's going and flying. But on the other hand, it's a day-to-day thing. So we'll talk about some strategies for that in a future show coming up. The second habit they recommended was maximize your ability to earn from your current job in other words, get better at what you do and make yourself more valuable to the company, if you can demonstrate an ROI, a return on investment, and if you can demonstrate that you enhance the ROI because of additional effort or smarter effort or uh, broadening your scope of skills and talents within your company, then you may be in a position, unless you're in a union, you may be in a position to go to management or whatever and negotiate a little higher income for yourself because of what you bring to the table for the company. And then the third one they have, and I, t- I recall touching on this last week, was create multiple streams of income. Now you say, how do you do that, Charlie? Well, if you're a woodworker, you know, you got flea market opportunities or you can. Maybe put up flyers and whatever around the kid's schools or Cub Scouts and all that kind of thing where you can create things for a market. Maybe a senior citizen center where you can go in there and put up a flyer and you can make different things for them or make gifts and that type of things. If you're in a floral arrangement or wreath making or any kinds of things like that, anything that requires a craft, a skill, and takes time, and concentration because the thing we found in this day and age is a lot of people don't want to invest the time and they certainly don't want to focus or maybe they're incapable of focusing so uh, I, I would argue that all the times that this last generation and the group before them is spent looking at screens and getting instantaneous answers to all their questions via google and and other things of search engines of that nature means that their patience is gone. They have very little of it. And their attention is certainly suffers from some level of deficit. And uh, so if you have the capacity to focus on something, finish it through and do it with high detail and good craftsmanship, then you can create a side hustle in that regard. If you don't have that kind of skill, Chop wood for people, saw wood, sell wood. Um, If you've got the capacity and room to do it, raise chickens and sell eggs. Whatever you can generate for a side hustle and a side gig is going to benefit you in the long run uh, as the economy becomes more fragile going forward. Finally, I do want to talk about the mindset, heart set type of thing. I believe that personal liberty does require passion. Again, that's my my weekly sermon, that if you truly have it down in your heart that you want to live a life of freedom, that you want to live a life of unfettered liberty, there's a difference. Uh, Liberty is your own internal state of being. Freedom is within the context of the culture. But nevertheless, if you want to live a life of liberty, it requires absolute passion, commitment, and persistence. Uh, You can't do it any other way. Because what happens if you don't have that passion, if you don't have that burning desire for liberty? What happens is when you meet obstacles, you're going to have to make a decision. You're going to have to choose whether or not to comply or to resist or to just merely fade away. And to constantly be making those kinds of decisions and choices is stressful, and it weighs on you, and you're constantly second-guessing yourself. Whereas, if you have the absolute, unfettered, unblemished, unvarnished, flawless passion for liberty, then your choice, your pattern, will be predetermined anytime you encounter a difficulty or an obstacle. So I would urge you to find that passion for whatever it is, but I would recommend liberty because the bottom line is for all of us, that's the ultimate route for us to go. We only can save our civilization, and I, that sounds broad. I know that. But let's say our community, our state, our country, and our globe, if people have the right to live free. Tyrants will be tyrants. We can live outside of there grasp if we try. Well, that's Living Liberty for today. I want to encourage you to stay free and be free. I'm Charlie Earle.